Hey guys, we are coming to you from our our bedroom studio. We're literally laying down right before bed, but we wanted to come to you to, of course, record a awesome episode of To The Max. So you have here your co-host, Christian Maxwell. And her husband, who's been tagging along. He's not tagging along. He's a part of the co- the show. It's Justin. Hey, guys. <laughs> okay. That's the insider scoop on basically what it's like for him to be married to somebody who's hyper-creative. But today's topic is how do we argue from a place of love? Hi. I'm Christian. I'm Justin's wife. Hi, I'm Justin, Christian's husband. And, and we, we are Mackenzie and Micah's, Micah's parents. We met in college. Fell in love. Had a kid. Then got married. This podcast is all about our journey of life. Love. Millennial parenting. And our love for the Lord. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Max. And we brought this topic to you guys because obviously we are a young couple uh, two very passionate people, if you ask me. Um, so, of course, we've had our fair share of disagreements, arguments, not seeing eye to eye. We have definitely walked that journey. Um, and we've grown a lot through it. Um, we still, we're still growing so much. Um, so, what we wanted to do is just share some of our, the perspective that we came to this relationship from. And then kind of where we are now with how we argue um, or how we disagree and just share some insight on how we've got to a healthier place with that. Okay. So Justin, do you want to share kind of first about um, just like, you know, what is your perspective on arguing in a relationship or, or in a marriage? Like how do you <laughs> envision that going in a healthy way, I guess, and then how how do you envision us? Um, well, personally, I believe there will be uh, a variety of disagreements, especially in a marriage. Uh, however, I do believe that as... two people communicate more mm-hmm. uh, the more often that they communicate about the things that they like to do the things that concern them mm-hmm. then you can find like that happy medium of uh, of any kind you know type topic or conversation and I believe that over time both parties uh, viewpoints will either mesh Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, it'd be less combative. I agree. I think when I think back on, I'm trying to get that radio voice that Justin has, guys. If you notice, I was trying to make it more less. What is it called? A vocal fry. I was trying to eliminate. I don't have my a vocal. radio voice. No, yes, he does. It, yeah, I'm jealous of his radio voice. But anyway, um, so I know when we were super young. And in college, of course, those were some very colorful arguments, if we're keeping it real. Um, Right, Justin? 
I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he doesn't want to acknowledge. <laughs> Those were our Twitter finger days. Uh, <laughs> she was she was a Twitter gangster. No, his Twitter fingers they did not turn to trigger fingers, but he definitely had Twitter fingers. It's so funny as I reflect back on it. But um, you know, dating in college, you're so young. We were so young, <clears throat> and calling yourself, you know, being in a serious relationship. There's so much emotion and just so much discovery that you're going through as an individual. So so to then be going through that same discovery for somebody else while you basically don't know yourself is just obviously going to be volatile. Um, So what I had to kind of go through was learning how to argue uh, and do it from a point of trying to get, you know, not trying to be hurtful but simply trying to get my perspective across because I know when we first started um, dating, I came from a place of, you know, you argue to get the last word. You argue to to inflict pain. Um, that's what I kind of, that's what I saw growing up. Um, I didn't see healthy arguments. And that really had an impact on how I viewed what a dis- disagreement should look like. I saw it as a battle and somebody had to win. You know, it wasn't a, we're trying to see out of eye and come to this even space. It was like, I need to beat him. You know, I need to have the last word. I need to defeat him, you know, in this argument. Um, And I'm sure that was very enjoyable for Justin. Um, (laughs) Well, I have really two perspectives from, uh, on that topic one I didn't lose arguments <laughs> never never have I lost an argument I either got my point across and I was right or I would be quiet oh, Two a options. woman's kryptonite um, the silent treatment and I would honestly I would say more often than not, I would just shut down and be quiet more so than actually arguing back. I didn't. Passive aggression. It's not passive aggression. It's being smart. (laughs) Because if you if you argue with a fool, who's going to be able to. Yeah, he about to get punched in his neck. (laughs) Who's going to be able to tell the difference if two fools argue, you know? Uh-huh. So if you if you hear somebody I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty uh I was pretty I was off the chain in college. She so. was a hothead. I was. I'll admit that. I was definitely a hothead. Um but I'm thing, very passionate, so that can tr- in my immaturity that definitely surfaced as me just being volatile. I wasn't violent, but I was definitely volatile. Yeah, well, the silent treatment always works in my book. She didn't really care for it so much, but (laughs) I rolled my eyes. You guys couldn't see me, but I definitely rolled my eyes. Usually, Um, if you just stop talking, the argument would be over in about two minutes. And you know what, guys? I know, like, when I was, I, I know I'm reflecting a lot when I was younger, but when I was younger, the silent treatment would just serve to enrage me. I was like, oh my gosh. He's not even acknowledging what I'm saying. He doesn't have a rebuttal. 
he do, he's not giving any feedback. Let me push, 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 push harder. Let me say something to get him riled up so he'll at least respond. But now I'm not saying that I'm 100% a changed woman when it comes to, you know, him having his quiet moment. But I can at least, I can respect it so much more now. And now I can kind of talk myself down off that ledge where, you know, you feel yourself kind of being triggered. Like, okay, well, I just want to push harder. And it's like, no, um, if we're having a disagreement and we've gotten our point across, it's time to kind of go back to our, our corners and just give ourselves a chance to decompress and then come back together to make up basically, you know, like, hey, I hear, I hear what you were saying. Um, I'm sorry that I may have miscommunicated this piece. You know, how do we move forward from here? Um, but it did take me what I mean, college was five years ago or no, like five or six years ago. Um, I've grown a lot in that time where, and I don't even, I don't want to call it the silent treatment because that sounds like something that he's doing to harm me. Him being quiet or even me being quiet is not us trying to harm the other person. It's taking a step back from a, a conversation that may be taking an unhealthy turn. Well, I would use the silent treatment treatment as really a, a healing gate because mm-hmm. the reality is if I'm getting that riled up to the point where I personally feel that I need to be quiet... That means whatever is on the surface of my lips and about to come out will be extremely harmful. And it doesn't need to be said. It doesn't need to be said. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it may not even be true. Um, but when when you let your emotions and immaturity take over mm-hmm. and you don't use wisdom. I think it gives the devil just space to play. Yeah. Like the more you, when you keep vocalizing when it's time well, to just it, be quiet. You just you just kind of lay yourself up for, um, you know, to have a a, a blank canvas mm-hmm. to write a paint a bunch of pictures that you know don't mm-hmm. need to come out. And it, then the you know that the people say like words can't hurt you. That is the biggest lie. Words can cause permanent damage, and people don't forget. Right. Well, and and that really goes back to even just our spiritual foundation and uh, understanding how important your words are. They can create distance in a relationship. Yeah, they, they create distance. Your your words are, are capsules mm-hmm. of um, of love. They're capsules of faith. Or they're, destruction. They're or capsules of destruction. And when you think about it, in your marriage, your mate is supposed to be the person who is uplifting you, nurturing you, and speaking life into you. So when you allow arguments to go and take that turn where you're now harming your mate, and you're supposed to be that, like out of everybody, you're supposed to be that person who's giving love and encouragement and and putting good things into them, it just really takes you out of the place and space that you're supposed to occupy for your mate. Um, how do you feel we, what have we done intentionally to kind of grow out of how we used to argue? Um, I would say 
you know, age and growing older isn't the main factor of why no. something's going to change. I mean, Not at all. In fact, you can argue that we don't all seen some old fools. Yeah, I mean, many <laughs> people get older and never change a bit, but we have been attending uh, Living Word Christian Center, which is in Forest Park, Illinois, and the pastor is Dr. Bill Winston. Shout out to Bill Winston. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Dr. Bill Winston. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, we attend that church, and he's obviously. Uh, my favorite pastor and through his teachings over the years uh, obviously he's teaching out of the bible but that that type of revelation knowledge of how important your words are Mm -hmm. it translates through your entire life and Mm -hmm. therefore your your understanding and learning how important it is even through scriptures of uh, being the guard Mm -hmm over over the over your mouth and making sure that uh not just anything comes out you have to really be careful really be attentive and selective mm-hmm. of how you say things and and understanding the importance of oh I'm not just saying yeah like just saying it's that, being said. It's being said. It's such a it's such a weak term to use. I'm well, ju- I think I'm just people saying. think that just saying dilutes what's being said. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't dilute it at all. Those words are still same. just as powerful, which is why it's important to if you can't articulate your your thoughts the way that you know they need to be articulated, then it's better to be quiet and then come back when you have a a better process of how you're going to get your thoughts across. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that said, uh, oh, I mean, this is obviously a, a daily mm-hmm. process. So I'm not saying we were perfect. We don't even have this completely down pat, no. but we do. What we are saying is that over the years of learning and having someone truly teach, um, both in a, a spiritual setting and then even uh you know i'll still get advice from family members my mom's a uh a big influence in my life as far as you know if there's somebody whose brain i want to pick or even just shooting some words of wisdom she uh she will be the first to let me know if i'm wrong or the first to let me know hey you know just take a step back and pray about it mm-hmm. Um, and so we usually, you know, I, I'll usually take that approach and there isn't any situation that, um, Christian and I won't, you know, can't handle, mm-hmm. especially when we, we know we're going to pray about it. Um, and nothing really ever lingers over a, a 24 to 48 hour period Wait, and 48 yeah. hours is extremely oh, God, long. Yeah. Um, we only I had a couple. I kind of reflect on a couple times we've been longer, mad longer than like twenty four hours. And usually, by a day and a half, we miss squashed. each other. It's like, man, I miss my best friend. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I think now, the thing that I know I personally want to focus on is not raising our voices when we do disagree. Um, and it's more than likely gonna be me getting a little shouty 
Um, oh, man. It even goes down to, like, if you have an issue with Comcast. Yeah. I mean. Just not being argumentative in general. Yeah. It, yeah, it translates to everything. Because it really does. If, if I'm not arguing with her, I've learned to be more patient with just about everybody I deal with. And to control your emotions. Yeah. And it, it, it's definitely a a friendly exercise. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't expect to just go off on everybody else and then not go off on your mate. I didn't even right. think about that. I mean, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a practice that. Um, Being gentle in, in general. Yeah. You have to, to give everybody that same treatment. Uh, you know, when things are going wrong at Comcast or your phone bill or your uh you know your kids mm-hmm. teacher or principal yeah. or or anybody i mean things friends. go on at work friends people will say some harsh things and you know it i mean things that might even be considered below the belt mm-hmm. but it takes that discipline of of learning how to be quiet and just be level-headed to be level-headed and to i hate uh, well, I won't say I hate, but uh, I don't really care for the term being the bigger man. But that's for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. You have to be the bigger man. Um, when they go high, when they go low, you go high. Oh, Michelle. Shout out to Michelle well, Obama. Yes, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Michelle. Obama. <laughs> but yeah, you have to um, you have to definitely pick your battles and know when something is getting a little too out of control you you must take a step back mm-hmm. um so that you can find a better strategy i think on that note how you just said when you know something's going a certain place i think it comes from my inner awareness and knowing what your triggers are knowing what's too far for you as an individual um and it also just comes from understanding kind of the perspective that you're coming from as an individual so I understand I'm starting as in my older age, I'm learning the different things. Well, more of my personality is surfacing for me. And with that comes an awareness of understanding where certain traits stem from. So being able con- to connect my responses to the different experiences I had as a child um, or as a teen, I'm now able to break down why I have certain reactions in certain situations. So it's not just this isolated thing. It's like, no, I understand now that I did this because of this this thing that I saw or did repeatedly as a child or this thing that was done to me. Um, so just understanding what's going to trigger you overall and then communicating those triggers, like like explaining that to your mate, like, hey, this is a soft spot for me. Or this is an area of growth that I'm going through. So can you be gentle with me, you know, in this area? Um I think that's self-discovery is really key for a healthy kind of communication. uh, I mean, self self discovery. Yes. But I'm not truly the person who's sitting down thinking about, I don't know, all my character flaws. I do reflect. Not my flaws. Well, not, yeah, maybe not flaws is the right word, but I'm not analyzing um, Your childhood journey was a little bit different from mine, though. Everything about myself. 
You don't have as much unpacking for your challenge journey as I do. Actually, I do, which is which are things that I'm starting to find out now. Well, yeah. That may not seem like a big deal to other people, Mm -hmm. but it actually is a big deal. Well, things that that, shape your reactions. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like understanding what shapes how you react now. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a little off topic. That's for another podcast, Mm -hmm. but. Um, yeah, it, it it definitely, I mean, you can even look at past arguments or mm-hmm. past petty yeah, little, pet, fu- yeah. little fights and see why did I get so bent out of shape for something? Yeah. A lot of, and I would argue that, uh, <laughs> the fact that I said I would argue anyways, <laughs> um, and he's a naturally contrary person. I don't know if you all noticed it from our podcast. So he basically just ended up agreeing with my point after initially being contrary. Okay. Yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. See? 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 Yeah. And then you hear him mocking me, y'all. See? 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 You're trying to get overly deep on them. I'm not trying to get... I'm a deep person. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, all I was going to say <laughs> is that, uh, you know, being able to to sit back and uh, see why you even got triggered, I would say more often than not, Christian and I have probably uh, started our argument, usually because of something that had nothing to do with, with each other, mm-hmm. like it might even be something going on at work or and it all goes back to awareness yeah i mean to it's knowing just... when you actually are stressed cuz a lot of, i think a lot of times for a lot of people and i can speak i'm speaking from my perspective if you've become accustomed to being stressed you won't even realize when you are stressed yeah cuz it's become your norm your normal state and then you operate out of that space and then it rolls over and you start doing things that aren't you know, normal for your behaviors, but because you don't realize how stressed you are, how frustrated or how anxious you are, you know, you're just projecting it out basically and then blaming the reaction on other people. Yeah. Well, with that said, folks, when when in doubt, if you're about to argue, take a step back and see where the root cause is Mm -hmm. and if you can't figure it out right then and there it's best to just have go to your corner go to your corner have your silent time Mm -hmm. and and pick your words carefully because the the as my grandfather would say once you ring a bell Mm. you can't unring it and you can't you know, once certain words come out, you no, know, if if they're so, too harsh, it's mm-hmm. nothing you can ever do. No, I'm sorry. To bring to those back, and and yes, words do hurt. It's just certain words that can really get under your skin, and certain words that can never be taken back, because that that's gonna. Some words are so harsh. That you know it could have only come from the deep, uh, you know, depths of your of your heart. Mm-hmm. So, which is why it's important to to um, to manage that. Mm-hmm. 
So. And guys, you can always use my little phrase I use when Justin frustrates me. I'll just tell him, I love you with the love of Jesus. And usually I say it with a laugh. Um, but it reminds me that, like I said, guys, the love is not temporary. It's not subject to his behaviors. It doesn't, you know, it's not contingent upon what he's done for me. It's it's, it's actual love. It's not an emotion. It's real, you know, God-like love. So that's my phrase I use when I'm frustrated. And remind. It's more of a reminder for me than it is for him. I'm basically just saying it out loud to remind myself that I love my husband with the love of Jesus. And it's something I'm striving for. But we won't drag this on. We just wanted to share our journey. Um, Yeah, so feel free to chime in on this. Um, Of course, share this podcast with your friends. Subscribe. Please rate. Give us a rate. Rate and review us. Uh, We want to know what you think, okay? Um, Yeah. And thank you so much for supporting. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.